Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Daily Dose, your regular wellness supplement. In Daily Dose, I, Dr. Namita, provide simple yet effective tips to improve your daily health and wellness. Today, I want to talk to you about a problem that we hear about very frequently and always think that it cannot happen to me or anyone close to me. Depression. As I have already discussed in the earlier episodes that it is really important to be optimistic and positive but it is equally important to be aware that depression is a real problem and can affect any one of us. Just last year on Diwali, when one evening I was wrapping up my day, I had tucked my children in bed after a long soporific bedtime story. I was really tired and was staring at my bed, inviting me to get into a deep slumber after a really long day. My husband was talking to a friend of his, and just when I tried waving to him, indicating that I am going to bed, he waved back even harder, stopping me from entering the bedroom. I stopped as he requested me to talk to his friend Riday's wife, who apparently wanted to talk to me. I gave him a puzzled look with an expression and blurted out, Really? At this hour? Is everything all right? He whispered, It seems a bit urgent. I don't know the details. It was Nilima and she wanted to speak to me about her daughter Rena. Nilima sounded worried. Rena was her 15-year-old daughter who was behaving strangely from last couple of days. Rena had lost her appetite, had lost interest in family outings or when the family would sit together for the Friday night movie ritual. She no longer participated in the family chats. She had started spending much more time locked inside her room. Nilima came out with all of these in a single breath. She was really worried and wanted to seek my advice about it. I could feel the stress and tension in her voice and of course the concern was genuine. I decided to fix an appointment with her the very next day so that I could dig a bit deeper, get more details and figure out what could be the problem. She asked me if it was important to bring Rena along. I told her it wasn't as I realized that even parents are not able to open up completely in presence of their children. Nilima agreed and was at my clinic the very next day. I decided to hear it from Nilima first and then call her with Rena. There were a few things that I wanted to know before meeting Rena. I asked Nilima about the onset of the unusual behavior. She said, it has almost been a month. She also told me that Rena did not do very well in her exams and was probably very upset about it. She would not leave her room. If someone would go to her room to check on her, she wouldn't even bother to get up and talk. Earlier, she was a very lively girl and couldn't resist talking. She was no longer interested in getting dressed up. This was in contrast to her usual self. Earlier, Rena was always interested in trying out something new or trying out new combinations in dresses. On and off, Nilima had also caught her crying. 
I too had a few questions for Nilima about Rena's sleeping pattern, ability to focus or concentrate, or taking decisions. I also assessed Rena's expenses and any changes therein or telltale signs of smoking or substance abuse. After having noted the responses, I scheduled a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Rena. Rena was not too keen to meet anyone. Nilima managed to get her to my clinic somehow. Once the session started and we started talking about topics of Rena's interest, Rena started easing out and started talking, but talking really slowly. Her mood was really subdued. The zing of a teenager was absent, but that only was not the thing amiss. Whenever we are moving towards a conclusive diagnosis, there are a multiple signs and indications that help me assess and decide the direction that we are moving in. Being quiet could be a personality trait too. But here, in Rena's case, it was not so. Rena said that she had frequent headaches and felt really guilty for bad grades in school. She felt really low most of the time and felt she was a terrible daughter, terrible person and would never be able to do well in life. A lot of factors were pointing towards teenage depression. I conducted another session to judge the severity of the problem. I also ruled out drug addiction, anxiety, bad relationship issues, etc. through queries embedded in the conversations that I had with Rena. I suggested that Rena should be started on CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and other non-medicinal interventions where Rena herself could better understand her condition and contribute to the process of healing and return to full health. Rena proved to be an excellent patient. She was very understanding and cooperative. In fact, it was more difficult for me to make Nilima understand that her daughter was suffering from depression than to make Rena accept her disorder. Nilima, like many other parents, was not ready to understand that her daughter could have a mental health issue. Let me tell you, dear friends, that depression amongst adolescents is very common. One in eight adolescents faces this. Dealing with depression is a bit like what Atticus said. Being colorblind and constantly being told about how colorful the world is. We worked as a team with Rena on strategies that help in fighting and overcoming depression. Not just that, we also worked on the underlying cause of depression. In Rena's case, it was prolonged lack of sleep. With three months of regular positive psychiatry sessions and regulation of sleep cycle for Rena, we were able to bring her out of her shell. Within the next couple of months, she was rehabilitated back to her normal self. I insisted that she monitor her sleep using a wearable device. While it worked well for Rena and Nilima was very happy with the outcome, it is sometimes very difficult for the person to come out of the dark pit that is depression. And one of the key barriers to getting the right treatment is acceptance of the problem itself. There is a very fine line separating a subdued mood from depression and it is often missed. 
What is important for us to realize is that if we notice any change in behavior or a noticeable change in the adolescent's thinking that persists for more than two weeks, take note of it and observe your child more closely to look at any other telltale signs. If you do observe them, do reach out to an expert. While we all know our kids best, we often fall short of diagnosing an issue or a disease for lack of prior experience. Parenting is a tough job. We all know that. Well, so is growing up and we know that too, don't we? A helping hand is what we sometimes need. A patient and a trusted ear is what we sometimes desire. So if you ever feel the need, you can reach out to me at namita at healthnerds.in. Our team at HealthNerds is always there to help you. Stay safe, stay positive.